0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Arsenal way and yes we are back with your daily Arsenal agenda show, your daily show from 9.30am Monday to Friday and not just a show because we are also a podcast too which you guys can check out and of course we have to have a guest with us and Guy, Guy Clark, how are you mate?
1: Yeah, all good, mate. Excited. Uh, League Cup semi-final day. I feel as I'm, I'm I'm a bit of a dying breed sometimes of getting excited about the League Cup. But with last week's game being postponed and having watched kind of the, the full tie play out between Chelsea and those down the road, it's really whetted the appetite now. And I'm hopeful, really hopeful we can get to a uh, get to Wembley, get to a final and uh, hopefully get some more silverware because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I tried to psych myself up for a Carabao Cup game too, but I think with last week Liverpool cancelling the game in suspicious circumstances, it just added to the build-up. So I'm quite excited for today, especially after the poor performance against Nottingham Forest. I'm expecting the boys to turn up today and show something different. But, Guy, before we do touch on to the Liverpool-Arsenal game, we have been... Busy in a transfer market, linked to a number of players, shall we say. And one player in particular is Artur Melo from Juventus. Now, of course, our very own Chris Wheatley from Football.London did report that Arsenal were interested in signing him. And since then, it's just seemed to accelerate. Some reports have been saying that we are in advanced negotiations, whilst Fabrizio Romano saying we are chasing him heavily. And, Guy, just how good of a signing would he be if he was able to bring in Arthur?
1: Yeah, I'm really excited by this one. Um, because it kind of we go to the next caliber of player, don't we? Obviously, the summer recruitment hinged so much on those kind of young, up and coming, promising players. I mean, Albert Sambi Laconga, probably the poster boy kind of for that of what Arsenal wanted to do in the summer, bringing in these young players who are going to develop and kick on. But Arta, as you say, having been at the, the clubs he's been at and obviously at Juventus right now, would be a really exciting deal. The other element of it, which really excites me, is the fact that it's a loan deal perhaps it's being spoken about now we've seen Arsenal starting moving some players out of the building and obviously freeing up that wage bill the likes of of Balogun, Maitland Niles, Pablo Maurice linked with a move to to Udinese as well so that frees up the wage bill to bring in maybe some higher quality players but equally this one being a loan suggests there might be something else coming in the summer plus maybe in this window is there room for a striker
0: yeah, we shall see. I think there is. I think the way we are putting forward Decent flavor, it's hopefully.
1: Depends how all... depends how serious though Arsenal want to take it, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. I don't think many of us expected coming into this January window to be in fourth. Now, regardless of whether that's due to games played by the likes of Tottenham and Manchester United or not, the facts are that Arsenal are in fourth and the squad needs investment and perhaps fourth place is there for the taking. Now, bringing in a player like Artur into the midfield, I think we'll we'll see and we've seen already this season, the big away games, we've not controlled that midfield well enough. We've not been able to dictate possession well enough. He could be a player who for the second half of the season is able to do that. And with a few of the big boys to come to, Emirates Stadium. I'm thinking the likes of Liverpool, Manchester United, Manchester City have obviously already been as well. But some of those big games and games in which we drop points, the likes of Everton and Brentford as well, he might be a guy who can make the difference in the short term. Equally, might free up the opportunity to bring in a centre forward who could be the guy who puts the ball in the back of the net at the top end of the pitch.
0: Absolutely. So, would you say Arthur is almost the the best uh, hopeful signing we could get in the midfield? I think. Sign a player of that quality on a loan deal in January, I think it's almost a steal. And I think he would be the excellent stopgap until the summer. Maybe if he does really well, there could be a few to bind him on a permanent deal. Because he's still only 25 years old, so he has still got time to grow, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, definitely. And that's the thing is these, again, they're not over the hill players that we're going for on loan obviously and I I, I would be I, I wouldn't say that Gini vinaldum is over the hill I Thought he was absolutely excellent during his time at Liverpool but when I was seeing that name banded about I thought yeah I'll take him that'd be a great option and I think like vinaldum Artur is quite a multifunctional midfield player and as you say the thing for me I think a loan deal it suits all parties because for us we don't know how he would adapt to the Premier League and he will be on a considerable wage, I'm sure, with the club he's coming from being Juventus and where he has plied his trade elsewhere. So we wouldn't be signing ourselves away to a financial commitment that maybe might not work out equally <clears throat> come the summer. If Champions League football is secured, we can maybe look at other options. Or, as you say, we look at maybe putting in a an option there to to bring him in on a permanent basis. We've seen it work well for Martin Ødegaard. It, it might might work well for Artur as well, but I just think it's sensible business all round, really. It boxes off a very much a problem position. I think midfield depth is is really where Arsenal need to strengthen in this window with a quality addition, which Artur would be. But that, that question still hangs over the centre-forward position too.
0: Yeah, it does still hang. And the guys in the comment section have had their say about the signings in this possible window. As Kevin Stone says, need to chase a permanent striker more than anyone at the moment. Benjamin says, please go for Flajovic. James says, Flajovic all the way. And uh, I think we get the consensus of what Arsenal fans really do want in this window. But we shall see how that goes. But well, before we do speak on any striker situation, we have been linked with another midfielder guy. And Charles Watts has said from goal, from goal.com has said that uh, in the summer, Arsenal will be looking at possibly signing Yuri Tielemans from Leicester. Now, of course, he's been excellent for Leicester over the last couple of seasons. And would he be the striker you'd go or the midfielder? Sorry, would you would go for in the summer? Go, okay?
1: yeah. Graham's comment there on, on screen, he would be excellent. And, and what I was just saying before about Artur and not having played in the Premier League, I suppose that is the one question mark that would hang over him. Yuri Tielemans has not only played in the Premier League; he's absolutely excelled, we've seen it firsthand when he's played against Arsenal as well in the past and I think I'm right in saying by the summary goes into the final 12 months of his contract so it's a situation Arsenal found themselves in all too often that they then get into the last 12 months of a contract of a player who doesn't have the intention of signing a new deal and therefore are compromised in the transfer market in terms of what value they can get for him. So whilst last summer we seem to be chasing James Madison relentlessly at Leicester City and we know how hard a bargain they drive. You've seen the the, the sales that they have made over recent years, the likes of Harry Maguire and Ben Chilwell, maybe. This might be one of those where actually Leicester can be caught out and Yuri Tielemans would be an absolutely fantastic signing, should Arsenal be able to kind of um solidify that interest that's been reported.
0: Yeah, my only issue with Telemans is how will he uh pivot alongside Thomas Party, because I think they're both better on the ball. However, off the ball, I don't know if he has the mm. has the tena- yeah, the t- tenacious nature about him to really support party and help him with his adaptation period. Would you agree with that or would you say no, those two would work together?
1: No, I see where you're coming from. And now you say it, it kind of lodges in my head that in many ways, is is he a bit like Aaron Ramsey in that situation of a very good ball player, can get you goals from midfield and carries that threat from deep but as we saw often, so often saw with Aaron Ramsey in those big games, certainly positionally in the midfield, maybe he was occasionally overrun. I do think Tielemans is is more comfortable sitting deeper than say what Ramsey was for Arsenal. Aaron Ramsey, I have to say, um, much maligned at one stage of his Arsenal career turned out to be one of my favorites of the modern era. But I do think with Tielemans, do think he would be more suited to sitting deeper. And I I think with Thomas Partey, I mean, it is one game, but that Manchester City game just before he went away for the Africa Cup of Nations, I think really began to change a lot of perceptions as to how he could hold down a midfield by himself. And I think with someone like Tielemans next to him, I do think they'd actually be well suited, but I do get the point you're making regarding kind of that defensive now. but at the end of the day that's that's where I think Arsenal need to improve with the midfield is having more options in there as opposed to when you look at sort of the, the, the top end of the pitch those three who play behind a striker at the moment with four options and they rotate and they all keep each other hungry at the moment in in that midfield base with Jacka and Partey for me, Conga maybe not quite ready to be a full first team option but a quality option in there as well all of a sudden we're starting to have decisions to be made
0: yeah absolutely I think also Shaka isn't known renowned for his balling abilities but Thomas Partey still thrived in the game against Manchester City as you said so I think Tillemans would be an excellent signing and if he does have 12 months remaining on his contract at the end of the season then of course Leicester can't almost hold us to ransom like they did with James Madison but we shall see how that goes now let's just touch on the game tonight guy and it's a big game for Arsenal of course it's surrounded by a lot of controversy after last week when it was, the game was controversially uh, postponed how big is this game the first leg tonight and do we need to make a statement for before we go into the second leg next week?
1: Oh uh, Yeah I think it's it's interesting now and in both Mikel Arteta and Jurgen Klopp spoke about it in their pre-match press conferences, which are on the channel, about how the dynamic of the tie changes now. The fact that we travel to Anfield for the first leg and the second leg is at Emirates. And I have to say that I hadn't really thought too much about it. I thought it's two games, you play them where you play them. But given our record, certainly away from home, I do think it is crucial that we come away damage limitation. I I would snap your hand off for a draw tonight. go there, play with the personality and the vigour that we showed in those kind of opening 30 minutes or so at Anfield in the league. Obviously, we know what happened in the second half, but after that incident with Sadio Mane and Ben White, the place really did seem to erupt. And it is the night games really where where Anfield does seem to come alive. And Arsenal have been involved in a few classics uh, there down the years, including in the League Cup. I remember Julio Baptista scoring there in a very high scoring game indeed. But yeah, I have to say I'm I'm really enthused and excited about it. Much like before when I was on before we went to Old Trafford, I want to start us going to these big intimidating away grounds and play with some personality like we did against Man City at home. Let's get on the ball, show what we can do. Rather than playing into the traps. And sometimes we've seen it where we've been quite tentative and you know it's just one loose pass away from us being completely wide open and sort of at our own undoing. I think it's about going there, having that confidence and trying to take the game to them but also remaining resolute defensively.
0: The fact that we're playing at Anfield first, we need to take it like we've almost finished top of the Champions League group because the teams who finish top, they go away first and then they get the second leg at home. So we should take that as an think, OK, we can get a result here, get a draw here, then we really go and now the hammer home um, at the Emirates. So, I don't want okay. to get too
1: carried away, but and I mean, we, we have seen him in obviously Europa League games, two-legged games, but it is a bit of a, a, an audition now for this incarnation of Arteta's Arsenal mm-hmm. as to maybe a prelude to what could be expected in Champions League big ties of how he actually does navigate and manage a two-legged encounter.
0: Yeah, definitely, it would be interesting to see, and of course, we're going to see how he does navigate and set up his lineup. But, guy, would you go full strength for this game, considering we have the North London Derby on Sunday, or do you rest a couple of players? It is a selection headache, isn't it?
1: It's, yeah, I'm scratching my head there, trying to just, <laughs> just think about. I, I mean, Arteta did reference that there might be a bit of an outbreak in the squad, so it will be who's available, really. Um, and I think we're getting to a stage with the Arsenal squad where we don't have much depth. And I think that might be another thing for the summer of bringing in maybe three or four high-quality players to strengthen the depth of the squad more than anything. Um Yeah, I, as I say, if Jack is fit, I think he plays. If not, there's a big question then in the midfield as to what do you do? Can you play Conga and and Patino in the midfield away at Anfield? I mean, that would be quite a a scary thing but given Mohamed Elneny and Thomas Partey are both away at the Africa Cup of Nations I'm struggling really to think what other options Arsenal have in that midfield area Um, so yeah in terms of answering your question yeah I I, I would go full strength because uh, as I say I think it's an opportunity to win silverware and I think that is one of the big things for Mikel Arteta is proving that he is a winner he's already, already got an FA Cup under his belt as Arsenal manager but continuing now with this squad to try and get some uh, silverware on the board early I think would be huge for the belief and, and the buy-in from the young players I always go back to thinking about the, the 2011 League Cup final against Birmingham City it still kind of keeps me up at night thinking about it but with the young squad Arsene Wenger had assembled then I think if we'd won that tournament it would have Ended the trophy drought at the time that was being spoken about. Loads and loads and loads. And actually may well have given a buy-in to a number of those young players. And perhaps the likes of Nasri, Fabregas, Song, Van Persie, may well have thought, actually, we are on to something here and, and stayed. And I, I think it is important to to try and get silverware on the board.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think there's a better time to be playing Liverpool, to be honest. No Mohamed Salah, no Sajid Omane. So, worst comes to worst, and we do lose this game, Guy. I think it is... And we do play a full-strength team. It just really shows how much we're probably scared of Liverpool if they can't beat them with Sajan or or Mohamed Salah, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, you say that and it goes back to what I said before about us maybe lacking depth, but they still have Diogo Jota about. I don't think Takumi Minamino is a poor player by any means. He played really well against Arsenal in the Community Shield, actually, at the beginning of last season and scored their goal in that game. And the much derided divo Origi, but always seems to turn it on for Liverpool when they need him. Um, they do still have quality options, um, but it, we are playing them when they would be at their weakest, I suppose, without those two weapons of the attack who f- over years now have caused no end of problems to Arsenal. Roberto Firmino is also, I think, likely to probably be about for them as well. Again, he's been part of that trio that have, have caused issues for, for Arsenal. But I take the point and, and and that's why I said before, I think it's time to go to one of these places and try and play with a bit of a swagger and confidence and actually get into the game with with Liverpool missing those two players. I suppose that does only build some kind of confidence for Arsenal to think, you know what, we can go and play our game rather than need to, to sit in and be fearful of being caught too hard at the pitch.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think this is the best chance to play Liverpool and we do need to take advantage of advantage of that Sorry, and hopefully we will do. But just before we end the show, guys, we are going to touch on your guys' comments and your questions in the comment section. And Graham Cardwell asked, I read recently that C- Todd Cantwell from Norwich has been made available for sale. Cost is around £15 million. Do you think Arsenal should make a bid? He fits the A structure and could add squad depth. Do you agree with, with Graham here?
1: Uh, Grove's one of our regulars and I think makes an awful lot of good points on a number of occasions. But for me, I'm struggling to, to think where Todd Campwell fits in at Arsenal. Already said, I think the one area of the pitch we do have depth at the moment and strength is in that kind of trio behind the striker. And Campwell very much like Emile smith row, favours either being on the left or in that number 10 role. I think if we're going to bring anyone in in that kind of area, it's to play either off the right or in. In the inside pocket, because um, Nicola Pepe doesn't seem to be getting a look in. And I'd imagine if he's going to move on, that would then be a backup to Bakayo Saka that is brought in. I think £15 million is a, is a great valuation on Todd Cantwell. Equally, I'm not sure if his ceiling's probably at the height of which what Arsenal need to, to kind of look to be reaching now, if we are saying that top six in, in Champions League qualification is on the cards. So I, I would say no to it, but I do I do see where he's coming from. 15 million, you'd say it'd be a good deal.
0: Yeah, I think if it was after the 2019-2020 season, I would have maybe even beat a handle for it because I thought he would have done really well. But this year, he's really struggled to break I into the... I don't think he featured team.
1: all too much in the Championship last nah. season for them either. Um,
0: yeah, so he's kind of almost regressed. So I don't think I'd be willing to pay 15 million I think there is better options out there for Arsenal, for our quality anyway and for where we want to read. So he is a good player though. You do have to, we do have to recognise that but on to the next question Guy NMSC sorry, asks what do you think about a great deal with Vlahovic this season and then loaning him back he really wants to take Fiorentina to Europe so that would fulfil his wish and be good for our future
1: mm, I don't like these kind of deals I think if you're buying a player you buy them you buy them for now and I think the whole thing with Vlahovic and Arsenal supposedly looking at going big in January is trying to basically strike while the iron's hot. whilst Arsenal are in Fourth place in the Premier League of saying, "Look, we're looking to get Champions League football. You come in, be the man. Put your money where uh, you—sorry, put your mouth where the money will be for you. Uh, Walk the walk and show us that actually you want to play Champions League football. So be the man to get us into the Champions League and then show us what you can do. Um, He might want to take Fiorentina into Europe, but as I say, if he signs for Arsenal, Arsenal want him to take them into the Champions League. So that would be, I suppose that." the way you put it to him. Um, and equally, I think, with Vlahovic, I think this one needs to to come to a conclusion, I would say, kind of in the next week or so. Um, by the time we played Liverpool in the second leg of the uh, the Carabao Cup, I'd like to think we're, we're more down the line of perhaps having brought in a midfield player and then looking at a striker and, and not kind of being let a merry dance. Mikel Arteta said that the best players in the world are still interested in joining Arsenal. If he's not Vlahovic... I'm confident and, and I think with Arsenal and with Edu, with Mikel Arteta, sometimes maybe there needs to be the arrogance. We are Arsenal Football Club. We're not going to be waiting around and be messed about. Let's go and get someone who we know will do the job for us.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think we need an immediate response response in a striker position with Aubameyang go, uh, not getting back into the squad. Like I said, in the last year of his contract, And case looked like he's going as he, is, as he is in talks with Crystal Palace, but going on loan to Middlesbrough. We need a striker that can come in and hit the ground running. So that's why I've had my little doubts about Flajevic. Is he ready yet? Has he really proven himself? So loaning him back for me is just not an option as we need a striker who will answer to our problems straight away. And the final question, guy, from Stevie Lim, say Flajevic or Dominic Calvert-Lewin?
1: Um, <clears throat> when the links to Calvert-Lewin first came around I was kind of thinking oh I'm not really sure And mm. then Vlahovic it came more and more on the scene now they're two players to me who with their physique you would say would do well not only their link-up play but rely on crosses now I've been watching Arsenal closely more in that regard in the last few weeks thinking do we put crosses into the box so for a striker to f- thrive off and Kieran Tierney since really wrestling his place back from Nuno Tavares after that injury is our best crosser at the ball and is most productive in that regard. So it probably is clearly the way that Arsenal want to go of a striker to really be that that focal number nine. And for me, looking at it, I would actually lean towards Calvert-Lewin right now. Um, I think his link-up play is brilliant. I think is Obviously, this season he's been very injury-hit, so you're kind of still taking it off last season. But the way in which he, he took lessons on from Carlo Ancelotti and really did adapt his game to now become more of a clinical one-touch finisher. I don't think he's a great one-on-one finisher when he bears down on goal, but he is instinctive. He's got very good link-up play and he does press from the front. And I think, again, you wouldn't have that adaptation of knowing if he could fit into the Premier League. And I'm just going to go off on a a tangent here and put Kevin's comment on screen before we spoke about Todd Cantwell, but he's saying, what about Jared Bowen coming to Arsenal from, from West Ham? And as I said before, Someone maybe who could play off that right-hand side. He's also at times played through as a, a false nine at, at West Ham as well. I think he'd be a gr- brilliant option as well. And I think that's now where Arsenal are. Let's fix the midfield and then look at players who really are going to bring goals to this team. Do some Vlahovic. Again, lots of questions still out there. I don't watch him week in, week out. But from Stevie's question about Vlahovic or, or Calvert-Lewin, knowing that he's ready for the Premier League yeah. I, I, at this moment in time, would probably side on Calvert-Lewin.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it seemed like he would be a cheaper option as well because Flauvić looks like it's going to be an expensive package indeed. But we shall see how the transfer window plays out. And guys, that is the end of the episode for now. Guy, thank you as always, mate.
1: Cheers, mate. And uh, yeah, hopefully, let's, uh, let's see at least a draw, but hopefully first leg advantage in the Carabao Cup tonight.
0: Yeah, actually, before you go, yes, I'm going to get your score prediction. What are you going? Oh, to? No
1: one wins with a prediction. <laughs> no one would Right, I'm going to I'm gonna say 1-1. One, one. I'm going to sit on the fence and say I'll take a 1-1 one, one right now. Um, But I, w- I would love it if we had a first first leg advantage. But uh, to be fair, having recently been there and, and lost 4-0 in the league, I don't, I don't think really we can, be, uh, we can be too greedy. So, uh, yeah, I'll go for a 1-1. One, one.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go for a 2-2. Two, two. I think it's going to be a game we could have won, but... We fall short because of our previous history there. So I'll go for a two-two. I'll take either score. I'll take a draw to be honest and take a go to the Emirates and hopefully get the win there. I think that'll be a good result for us tonight. But we shall see you guys. But everyone make sure you like the like the video and like the podcast as well as it will be out in the podcast format. And most importantly, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way.